I remember one time driving late at night and having a flat tire. Pulled off the side of the road, got out, went back to the trunk, opened the trunk, took out the spare tire, guess what? There was no jack. You ever try to change a tire without a jack? Pretty hard to do. How many of you here tonight have at least a little elementary knowledge of carpentry? You know what a hammer is. Raise your hand. Can't build a house without a hammer, not even a prefab. You can't saw a board without a saw, can you? Have you ever went to school in the morning and got there and found out that you had left your paper and pencil at home? You can't do much at school without a paper and pencil. Talking about tools. Just as a carpenter cannot ply his trade without his tools and just as you can't change a flat tire without a jack, then you must have tools so it is in the spiritual realm. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the tools that God has given us so that we might do what he's called us to do. And that is to go into all the world and make disciples and to build up the church and the kingdom of God. I want you to come away from here tonight with a good understanding of the practical application of at least two, maybe three, of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want. And that's what the Apostle Paul wanted, obviously, because he said in the very first verse, now concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be without knowledge. I do not want you to be uninformed. Now you say, well, Brother Bunch, you've preached that before. Yes, I have at least twice in this church. I'm going to preach it again tonight. I'm going to keep preaching it. You know why? Because you need it. And I need to practice. Amen? Well, you could have said amen there and got away with it. Already tonight, we saw some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. Some of you who are new to our congregation, you may not have known what was going on. You may have had a question or two, like, what's going on? Well, we hope that in this little mini-series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we can instruct you and teach you that you will understand from the Word of God what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. Furthermore, that you will seek to be used of God to manifest these gifts. Now, you're going to find out that there are a number of gifts mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We are going to group them in groups of three, and then we're going to study them in that fashion. We're going to call the first group the gifts of revelation. These are the gifts of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. The second group we're going to call gifts of power. These gifts are healings, miracles, and faith. And the third group we're going to call gifts of utterance, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Now tonight, you saw two gifts in operation, a message in tongues and the interpretation. But let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because I want you to see it in your Bible and understand it from your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, let's look First of all, at just a brief introduction on those first few verses of chapter 12. He says in the first few words that he's going to talk about spiritual gifts. He does not say that he's going to talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They already have that. And some people have confused this and have misunderstood that some of these other gifts maybe indicate the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But this presupposes that they've already been filled with the Holy Spirit. They're already speaking in tongues. 
They already prophesying as far as that goes. In fact, that's part of their problem. And that's why he wrote this. It's because they were abusing the gifts. And he wrote to set in order the correct use. Now, some people will say in our world today, oh, we don't want none of them tongues and none of them prophecies and none of that stuff in our church. And they're afraid of it. But friend, these are given to equip the body to minister to people. They are there that the divine power of God can be brought to bear upon your need. It's like saying, I'm sick, but I've heard them doctors over there aren't all that great, so I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm just going to lay here and suffer. It's ridiculous to say, because of abuses, therefore we will not have any of these gifts. The correction for abuse is not disuse, but correct use, proper use of the gifts. And that's why Paul wrote. He'll say later on in this chapter that we are not to forbid people to manifest the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So he wants them operational in the body, but he wants it done decently and in order the way it ought to be. 